Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Capeless Heroes. If I if I stand corrected and do don't do, do that fit if I if I'm wrong, but no. I believe this is episode 13. You know, lucky episode 13. Ooh, spooky. But um oh oh there's there's voices here. But as you know, I don't do it by myself. I'm a good man. I'm a great man. Get up for Joey. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, Benji. Oh man, this is my distinct pleasure. Um, having someone of your caliber on the show. No, it really, really, really um. Warm, what Wong says, the cockles, you know. This, the the has on my show. That's such a prolific person in my life, you know. Oh, I won't talk about you at all. I'm talking about Pikachu. Hey, yeah. I mean, any man walking here with a Pikachu shirt on gets my respect. But what have you been up to? Uh, so for right now, just working, working on uh, different creative stuff, mm-hmm. trying to make everything fit to de- fit together. Yeah, you're trying like to, to do trying to get all them eggs in one basket. One would say. Yeah, which is kind of tough because I feel like I'm I'm just going through like a bunch of different baskets that don't have. Eggs. Yeah, I mean, it gonna be like that. Let's give um our audience some clarification real quick. My great man here is um working in production just like I am. Sometimes have to save away at the PA, driving trucks, being on set, gripping. Also, he's a prolific sound man, I agree. Thank you, thank you. So how like how's the sound coming around or coming about? The sound work is going good. I have a I have like a gig bag, mm-hmm. an audio recorder, some lavalier microphones, a boom. And I've just been trying to put that to work as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of like student projects. I've been working with this sketch comedy group. Ooh. Uh, been working with them for like a year or so, mm-hmm. off and on. They're called the Elephant Department. Bunch of super talented, funny dudes. And, and where can we find this Elephant Department? They're on, they're on socials. They've got an Instagram page, TikTok. But mostly they put a lot of their sketches on YouTube. Okay, okay, okay. So everyone get on the YouTube and find, what's the name again? Uh, Elephant Department. The Elephant Department. Um, I am pretty sure they would be in the, the notes. Yeah, I definitely got to put my goddamn notes. But speaking of stand-up, legend has it, the rumors are, you're out here doing some stand-up, my good man. I have been doing some stand-up. Yeah, I've been trying my hat at it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've always really wanted to do it, and it really took like just finally pushing myself too. It's terrifying. It really is. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what has stopped me before. I guess is just feeling like I was unprepared. But you know, the best time to plant a tree is ten years ago. Amen, brother. Second best time is to get up and do stand-up comedy tonight. I didn't know that was um, the cadence and the phrasing, but fuck it. I go for that. I read a lot. Thank you. So <laughs> where like, where, did you, where have you been performing your stand-up? And please tell me about your brand of comedy. I've been finding a lot of open mics. I use this website, Vanslava. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's a website that looks like it was coded in like the 80s. It is, it's honestly terrible. And half the gigs that I show up to are in restaurants that are closed down oh like i've had probably 
three or four no-show sets where I show up and they're like, maybe it's a bar. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, are you guys doing stand-up tonight? And the bartender's like, yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. We haven't done stand-up here in years. So who's the webmaster? So, I don't know. I think it's uh like it's like a Burbank club, maybe like Flappers Comedy is mm-hmm. the one that runs it. But if you're listening to this, anyone that works for Band Slava or Flappers Comedy Club, you guys need to step up your game. Please, 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 please. Tell me about your last set, man. How was that? My last set was really good. Uh, and it was weird. Uh, so it was a seven-minute set, and it was going to be on 3rd Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Okay. And I was working a gig for production driving client agency all week. They were staying at a hotel in Santa Monica. Like, oh, so it, it all works out to your benefit. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I was dropping them, and then there's a lot of open mics in Santa Monica, so I'd be hitting those afterwards. And I hit, like, four mites in one week, like, just dropping them off. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I dropped them, got food. I wrote out, like, what I thought was the perfect set, you know? <laughs> I've done it enough times to know, like, what jokes bomb horrifically and what ones get kind of, like, a good reaction. Mm-hmm. So I wrote out what I thought would be great, including this, like, uh, you know, it was kind of raunchy. It was out there. But I figured, like, oh, it would be good to, like, to do it. I go to get up on stage. They're literally calling my name. And I hear, like, Joey, what, Joey? Uh, it's all of the client agency from the job that I was working. How did they find out that you were doing stand-up? They didn't. They were just walking by. They were walking 3rd Street Promenade. Uh-huh. I was actually wearing the same outfit. So uh-huh. I'm in, like, a brightly colored track suit, really hard to miss. Yes. And they all came up and were like, oh, like, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. And all the comedians behind me were like, he's about to go up and do a set. Like, you got to stay for it. You got to stay. Yeah. And uh, so they did, and immediately, like, I got up there, and I was like, well, there goes half my jokes. Like, these are my, these are my coworkers. Uh, like, actually, they're my bosses. These are all <laughs> of my bosses just walking in on me doing a set. Mm. So, like, I can't joke about jerking off anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and not talk about my penis. And they were like, do it. <laughs> Fucking do it, dude. Yeah. So, and I did it, like, did the set, like, how I thought I would. Or like how I wanted to, how I had it in my notes. Uh-huh. And it went pretty well. Like it, it was actually the first one that I kind of like really did good in or felt good about it. Yeah. So it was cool. It was a cool experience. Uh, I picked them up the next day to drive them to the airport. Even better. Even better. And I got a good reception from them, you know. Mm-hmm. They were like telling some of my jokes back to me. They're like, oh, dude, that was like pretty funny, man. So t- use this one. So tell me about like, tell me about the bombings. Like. You got to the point where you're like, you feel confident, but when you first got out there, like, how was it? Uh, the first time I did it, I had a good experience. Oh, all right. I've been listening to stand-up comedy forever, and I've had, like, a notepad of jokes that I, like, wanted to say and had rehearsed it. I rehearsed it so much in front of the mirror that, like, it was kind of the first set, at least, was almost second nature. Oh, good. And, you know, people laughed at the first couple jokes, so that gave me confidence to, like, keep going with it. But I stayed for another hour after that set, and they did a second show. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, just like this one is going to be a little bit more freeform. Like, try out some jokes that like you don't ha- really have rehearsed yet. Oh, no, 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 no. I bombed so hard. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I feel like a big part of, like, doing stand-up comedy and loving it is, like, just embracing the bomb. Embracing, like, a joke not going good or, like, yeah. people not getting it. So, you know, that being a part of it and, like, coming to terms with it is, is fun and it motivates you to keep writing better stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote this one joke uh, that was like, like I, I always grew up with dogs, mm. and we never agreed upon it, but like I feel like they're cool with me jerking off in front of them. Right. <laughs> they were just comfortable. It was never like a conversation we had. We're rocket. But I've been uh, dog-sitting my friend's dog, mm. and we don't have that relationship. So I spared him that. I wasn't trying to get in any sort of like Louis C.K. nine situation. No, 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 no. That uh, well, we can't have. Did <laughs> you cancel? Oh, yeah, can't have that already. No, 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 no. Like you're not even there yet. Like no. Yeah. Yeah. Like keep it in your pants, man. <laughs> keep it in your goddamn pants. That's, that's what I'm trying to do, man. But uh, yeah. The first time I tried telling that joke, though, I painstakingly set it up uh, for way too long. I was basically for like 45 seconds just being like, yeah, I jerk off in front of my dog. I guess I'm a dog person. Uh, nah, 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 Crickets. Nah, nah. <laughs> Crickets. It was fucking terrible. Well, um, on a previous episode, I told a joke on, on set that bombed. Like, we specialize in um, dad jokes. Dad and, dad and puns on set. And not too long goes on set, and I had the benefit of working with a very prestige director in Hollywood. I'm not gonna say his name, but let's just say he was a you know the better half of a comedy group on a show on um, Comedy Central at one point. And um, I'm out there doing my thing, and I said, "Hey guys," and he asked you guys a question. What do you call a typo on a tombstone? Joey, do you know the answer to that question? I don't know. A grave mistake. I I knew that joke. I knew the answer <laughs> to that, but I delivered the line. And then, once again, this super prestige, you know, Academy Award winning um, director, actor, you know, prestige, awesome guy, just bombed. This, this took my joke. Which is like, have you ever had anyone take, take, take your comedy away? Like, have been, you might in the crowd say, I, I know that joke. Uh, that actually is me. That's, I don't want to admit it right now, but, uh, you know, if we're getting it all out there, nothing's safe on the pod, I, I do that shit sometimes. You're, you're a heckler? Oh, <laughs> no, I got heckled. Like, if someone's telling a joke I've heard before, and they're like, oh, like, do you know what, do you know what they call this? Uh, I'm like, I do, actually. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's, that's a little, that's a little different. <laughs> Cause like it's obviously a riddle at the end of the day. Yeah. So is that what happens? He uh, he was like a grave mistake. Yeah. He's like, like like yes, thank you. <laughs> Fucking winning Oscars over there. God damn it. <laughs> He's got Oscars. He couldn't let you have this one. No. This um, one joke. No. Like. No. <laughs> like I am. Like horrendously scarred. Like for the rest of my life because of that. But I have another joke. Um, it's not my joke. It's um my best friend's. Uh she said it and like it didn't come out great and like I fixed it for her because you know, I'm a I'm a great guy like that, you know. I like, I'll let you use the joke still, but I'm gonna fix it and still say it. Hey, that's what we do. You punched it up. Yeah. So the joke goes like this. What did Malfoy say to Janie at the Hogwarts school dance? I don't know. 
after Harry's gone, let me slither in. <laughs> Jesus. He's trying to get all up in the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, yo, um, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to throw shade right now. I am. Um, it's my girlfriend, right? She's pretty, um, she's pretty awesome. But she had the misfortune of taking um the Harry Potter test. She's a Hufflepuff. Oh. Man, I'm sorry. Like it's n- <sighs> what? Is, like, just like Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff—they're just career side characters. Yeah. Like, what? What even is like the characteristics of the two? It's, I don't. I know one's like academic based, and the other one is friend. They're like, like loyalty. Yeah. Or it, it's like one's like like. Ravenclaw, like, we're smart. We're, like, the bait team, academics and all that jazz. And then um, Hufflepuff, they're, like, they're, like, the Care Bears. Like, they're kind of, like, you know, like, <laughs> like the Planeteers, you know, like, fire, wind, heart. Thanks. Like, we need great support. Like, we need someone who to plan out the plan and someone to say we got your back. And, like, honestly, like, when I found out that my girlfriend was a Hufflepuff, Man, it hurt. Like, I was like, nah, man, like, she, she definitely like a cool Slytherin. <laughs> like, that was my take on it. Like, all right, oh, nah, man, like, uh, she's probably like a no Gryffindor like me. But when I found out she was a Hufflepuff, a lot made sense. My sister is super into this. Like, she's not really that into astrology, but like Harry Potter characterization mm-hmm. charts are like her astrology. She makes everyone in the family take them, and she keeps retaking it. Mm-hmm. She treats it like signage. She's like, "Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a Gryffindor rising Slytherin." Where, um, what house are you? I think Gryffindor. Like I did it and did Gryffindor, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like headstrong, kind of like rush into things without knowing all the details first. Hey, like, but hey, bravery. Yeah, but your, but your, but your heart is like the thing is like your heart's in the right place. Like yeah. like the whole thing about Gryffindors. Like, we're going to do, like, the astrology episode eventually. But as of right now, like, we're going into the house of the, of the Potters. And Gryffindor, like, do, do I, am I a thinker? What? No. But do I go? Oh, you're a doer, man. I, 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 go, I, I, I go with my balls and my gut. I, if I can feel my balls and my gut, if I can feel my balls, actually, I should go, I should go see someone. Because that's not a going problem. That's a growing problem. But if if I feel there, I'm on it. Shout out to Luca. Shout out to Bear. You know, they said I was a Gryffindor, which I already agree with. But, you know, we're all there now, you know? There's definitely something to them being the main characters of the story, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a compliment. Someone's like, oh, yeah, you're like, you seem like a Gryffindor. It's like, yeah, I do have main character energy. I Thank appreciate you. that. Thank you. Like, like, plot armor is what I have. Um, Like, to be honest, like, I preferred to be like in Slytherin. I wanted to be a Slytherin. I thought I'm a, I thought I was a badass. And I took the test. I was like, no, I, I do care about my fellow man. Like I, I, I care about we more than me. And that's why I, I am where I am now. And I'm okay with that. I live a happy life knowing that Tim Gryffindor. 
Like I said, the astrology episode is coming soon. I think that's going to be um, very hilarious in each and every single goddamn way. But last year happened, right? Um, 2021. And every year, I usually put together a playlist of my favorite songs. And I shit you not, and I kid you not. This song called Pomegranate Trees made my list. Or is it Pomegranate Tree or Pomegranate Trees with S? Uh, Pomegranate Tree. Pomegranate Tree. He would know because uh, he's the, the main man in that song. Joey, please tell me about this great anthem known as Pomegranate Trees that I keep talking about, Pomegranate Trees. So Pomegranate Tree is the first, first song, first single released by my musical side project, Macho Karate. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's written by me. Like I wrote the, the lyrics and the melody to it, and then my friend who's a producer like jumped on it, and he like really built out the track. We were able to write it in just three sessions. Ooh. So it pretty much came together like as it plays uh, all in one day for the most part. And then, you know, like t- touch-ups, re-recording some stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything else came in the next like week or two. But it was kind of just like a one-shot go. I was sitting in my backyard. We actually have a pomegranate tree. Ah, uh, okay. At the at the apartment I'm living at. So I I was skipping work that day. Like like a G. I was, yeah. I was uh working at a restaurant at the time. I called out and it my shift kind of got canceled on me. Uh-huh. Right? And so I didn't really have much to do. I was smoking weed under this pomegranate tree. Just playing some guitar and kind of messing around. And I wrote like the opening line of the song. Come under a pomegranate tree, Stephanie. No, you got the bed. Yeah. And I liked it, so I started like building up the, the track more. Mm-hmm. And my my friend Franco, he's also my roommate. So I went in and I was like, "Hey, man, I just wrote like a a little ditty. Mm-hmm. You know, check this out." He was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And he just hopped right on the piano and was like, so these are the chords. Yeah. And then from there, it was like, it was on. So I, when's the next song coming out or the actual project itself? And the name of the group again is what again? It's Macho Karate. Macho Karate. And that name came out. We recorded the song and like had it pretty much done before we had named anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, originally, I wanted the song to be called Persephone. <laughs> like... Are you saying Stephanie or Persephone in the song? It's Stephanie in the song. Okay, cool. It was I tried to make it Persephone and like it just like the syllables didn't fit. I can and I then, can hear you trying to low key fuck like Persephone into Stephanie. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the idea. And then you know I wanted to name it Persephone, and everyone I told to everyone I like showed the song, they were like, "Yeah, that's cool. What's it called?" And I was like, "I'm thinking like Persephone," and they're like, "Yeah, nah, just like pomegranate tree sounds cleaner." Yeah, and that was some good advice. Because hey, the Persephone thing does not make any sense. Hey, I'm a big fan of songs that they only say like the name of the song one time, and then the rest of the song is like the chorus is something totally different. But they say the name of the song like once, like oh, it's like a Rick Dalton moment. Like okay, yeah, I, it's, it's all relevant now. I get it. Like, I get it. When they say the name of the movie, they're like we are in clear and present danger. It's like aha, fucking a. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> gotcha. Like, right. how'd you get on title? 
How did I get what? How did you get your music on Tidal? Because I'm trying to get there. I used an online publisher. Uh-huh. Uh, I should probably look up what it is so I can plug it. But just uh, I uploaded the song to it. It's $20 a year, and you can upload unlimited music. Mm-hmm. And it'll put your music. It'll release it simultaneously on, like, every platform. So YouTube, it makes, like, a YouTube video for it. Ooh. As long as you have a... Like the album cover, uh-huh. it'll release like everything and all the data for it. You put in your name, like what you want it to be released under, what the genres you think it'll best fit, mm-hmm. and it'll release it. It usually takes like two or three weeks, so they slate you out for a release date. Okay, that's why when I, when we were gonna release the song, we made like an Instagram for the pay, for the band, and that was like the first post. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this song is coming in two weeks. And it did, and it did, and it did. Yeah. Like, I, when I first got the request, like, you know, on Instagram, a million three people can request you. But I obviously saw the people the song was following. I was like, okay, my boy Ray. Okay, I know Joey. All right, Caleb, you sent it to me. All right, put two and two together. Booyah, out. It might be you. But not only are we here to talk about pomegranate trees, I'm here to talk about growing trees. Talking about the contraband, right? Before the show started today, I sat down. We're talking to Joey about you know, the show notes. Like, hey, we're going to talk about talk about this, talk about that. And then I said, hey, quick question. I'm trying to shim up before the show. He was like, nah, man, I get goofy. But this is for you. Joey reaches in the bag and gives me a, I'm going to call it like a, a quarter? A dime bag? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That was um a quarter bag. It's probably a quarterback. Oh, my God. It's like a full sa- uh, snack. Thank hey. you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Like, free weed is like the best thing I can. I, I get really giddy when I get free weed. Thank you. And you've been telling me you've been growing it. So tell me about that. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been growing weed for like, shit, like seven years now, uh-huh. probably. I started when I was in high school. I worked landscaping with this dude that used to grow weed. Like, he would hide it in the woods. Mm. and he had me like water his plants a couple times he showed me like they're basically it's a weed like it's super easy to grow and like kind of hard to kill Uh so he would just take these plants and hide them in a swamp like in the woods and they would grow all year he wouldn't like care for them or anything and then come back and harvest them so after seeing him do that i started doing the same thing Mm -hmm. started hiding weed plants like deep in the woods and what state is this this was back in massachusetts you can and, go, I, I, as a California boy, I'm like, you can grow weed in Massachusetts? It, it's very hard. You don't have, like, half the season you do out here. Uh-huh. And the bugs are terrible. It's super humid, and, like, humidity rots the weed. Uh-huh. So it's kind of hard to do. But before I moved out here, I'm, like, probably incriminating myself saying this, but no. I, uh, my parents live near a state park in Massachusetts, Wampatuck State Park. Uh, can, you give me, can you also give me their address and social security number? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I shouldn't be saying this, but here we go. I, you know, I used to hide in that woods all the time when I was a kid. That's by the way, this, like this whole show is fictional. This whole show is fictional events. Like, none of this actually happened. No. This is, I'm, I, I'm a stand-up comedian. This is all a bit, a story. Uh, but yeah, uh, before I moved out here, I you know, would go back there, kind of go to my old stomping grounds where I would hide and, like, play as a kid. Uh-huh. And my brother and I, we hit a bunch of plants back there. Things went really well. We harvested everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just 
had a decent amount of it. Let's just say that Joey is kind of like um a trapper. A legitimized trapper. Yeah. Yeah, it was all fully permitted, totally yeah. legit. Exactly. I claimed it as uh you know, I claimed everything that came out of it on my tax. Yeah, return. wait, wait, hold on a second. These jokes, oh my. Wrong <laughs> one. Oh, it, yeah, say, say it again, Joey. Yeah. I claimed it on my tax return. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going for the. <laughs> no, 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 it's legit. But uh, since moving to the great state of California, though, with my Massachusetts growing experience, mm. uh, it's easy as Fuck here, man. Oh, my God. The weather is perfect. It never rains. The no. plants get, like, super big and strong and healthy. I grew two plants in my yard, and I have been smoking for free ever since. Yo, I mean, there's fucking for free, and then there's smoking for free. Mm -hmm. And I will always, I will always shoot the former. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this dog agrees, man. Sasha Rose, oh, I just here. There's two people who agree with this show more than anything. Well, actually, three people. Me, Macaroni, and Sasha Rose. Like, Macaroni, the executive producer, you might hear him time to time. Me, the producer, the butt boy, you're going to hear me all the time. Sasha Rose, you know, she's like the Diddy of the group, you know. She's going to be in the background. She's going to be up in the video. Um, ever so often to the lawnmower. <laughs> ever so often, um, the, the, the ice cream truck. Um, my mom tried to make a special appearance once, so... Anything goes on capeless. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Sasha Rose is the ditty, you know. She calls you to make sure you can make your flight. Yo, on me though. On me though. Benji, you up? Yeah, well, you know what's up? <laughs> Going back. Going back to Cali. You know, like, as an adult, all right, I never understood, like, the appeal of Cali. And not realizing like what that song really about. It's not just about like yeah. Like first, I realized it's like we get sunshine for a vast majority of the year. Like mm -hmm. I keep saying it when I was in Cincinnati, it's like it's a different thing. Like they have weather and layers, and like when it's they don't have what I have. Nowhere near the slightest. Like I, I smoked some weed out there. I legit had to go to like a dude's house. I was like eighteen miles out of town. Like pull up like and it's fucking asshole cold outside. Um, I text him, hey, I'm at your house. He's like, just come to the door. Go to the door. It's a white dude um, watching Book of Boba with a big ass fucking like giant dog next to me. I'm like, can I get that? Yeah, I get that. 60 bucks, 60 bucks. Take it home. Broke it down. That shit was so powdery. Like, I, I really thought it was like Infinity War. It just went, poof. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, smoked it. I'm like, I know it has some pesticides on it. Like yeah, that weed had to travel. It had to travel, and I and I asked the most Californian question that one can ask when it comes down to weed. Well, what strain is it? Is it a hybrid? And it? because it's weed. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Like, it, like okay, and it was garbage. But California weed, point blank period. When people come out to Cali, uh, I got, uh, when it comes to great avocado state, known as California, because, you know, avocados, we have the best wheat. But what I do hate is when someone from not California comes to California. 
Now California is also on a transplant. And they like go get Jay Z's weed. It's like, like I love Jay Z, don't get me wrong, but I'm not spending seventy dollars on an eighth. Yeah, all of like the designer weed strands, you know. Yeah. They're cool. They're cool. Honestly, it's too much for me though. Uh I smoke homegrown now, like shit that I grow in my backyard. Yes. And it's not great. It's good. It's like good enough. It does the trick. Uh But it's definitely lower in THC. Yeah. So I will smoke dispensary weed from time to time and it blasts me. I fucking I can't hang can't hang. And I get it now. Like I'm I used to think that like, like you can't smoke this. You're like, no, like just like some people can't take like drink a lot, I can't smoke a lot. Yeah. Well it's like it's like having a beer versus like taking a shot of one fifty one rum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some weeds like moonshine. Like I stopped smoking weed for about <clears throat> like two and a half months. And then I smoked again. <laughs> Thank you. And um when I smoked again, it was the fucking worst. Like I know exactly what my parents mean when they like, I don't like smoking weed, can make me feel weird. Like my tolerance went to nothing and it was completely fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I have not been uncomfortable smoking weed in a very long time. So I get it. I get it now. Just that, uh, the paranoia. The paranoia is too real, man. It's like, it's like getting back into working out. I guess this is one of the only ways that like we smoking weed and working out are similar. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to condition yourself for it and you have to be used to it. Yeah. Like I only smoke weed so I don't die from smoking weed two months from now when I do smoke weed. Logical. Makes no sense. It kind of made, to like a weed smoker, it made sense. To, like, I understand now, like, the definition of a stoner. It's no different than my definition for a alcoholic or a drunk. You can do it by yourself. I'll give me some weed and sit on the couch all day, smoke it like a goddamn stoner. Or I won't call myself a pothead. Hell no, because pothead is the same way she think about weed all day. I stone. Like, on my days off, I'll sit there on a couch. I will fucking binge watch one of my favorite programs and have a gay old time. But speaking of favorite programs, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Fuck yeah. Um, are you current? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It comes out on, oh, it's the new episode's out tonight. Uh, came out this morning. Oh, I'm not current then. Um, I'm just gonna say, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So this episode of Peacemaker, it ends with credits. Oh shit. Yeah, so like some stuff happened with some people and some faces, some dumb shit. And then like after the show's over, it's like all these lines with, with words on it, right? And it keeps going. It keeps going and going and going. And, it, and at the end it's like a white one. It's like a logo. So like so does that mean it's over? Is it, this like the finale? Uh next week is. Uh oh, okay. yesterday was so which is called the penultimate. Last week was the no, this week was the season finale for Book of Boba, which is also a slapping ass show. This week was the penultimate episode for Peacemaker. And shout uh, out to John Cena. 
Are we allowed to spoil on here? Are we like spoiling? You listen here. Okay, yes, I do. Yes. Like okay. um to like the vast audience of Cable's Heroes, like all fifteen of us are like uh, we can know. You can talk 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 your talk. Okay. Well you said Mandalorian or uh, Book of Boba. Uh huh. I fell off after the first episode mm-hmm. and I saw on Instagram that the Mandalorian comes and like makes an appearance on it. Fuck makes an appearance. I was kind of, I was upset about that. I was like, man, it's on me for not watching the show and not staying current on it. But it would have been nice to see that in the moment. You know, like have that, like, uh, when they revealed the Millennium Falcon Uh and everyone in the theater, like cheered, you know, for the new, that the first, uh, movie in the new Star Wars franchise, it was like the big reveal and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted that with the Book of Boba and the Mandalorian, but you know, those Instagram spoilers will get you. Well, that's your fault. But also, it didn't stop you from like rewatching it because the Book of Boba is not as amazing as um, the Mandalorian for different reasons. Like the Mandalorian, just hey, this one dude doing his one thing, awesome. Book of Boba, you gain a character that you know you already know and love, and trying to retool him has a lot of flashbacks in it and. They're treating it like not just like the book of Boba. It's his no story. Like, yeah, it's his story, but they're treating it more like a book. Like, hey, while things are going on Tatooine, things are going on over here. And then this over here. And he's bringing over, he's making a tribe. That's what the show's really about. Oh, cool. So being a bounty hunter, being a man, Lord, being a solo dolo cat that he once was. Now he's like, dude, I kid you not. It's kind of hard to do this shit by yourself. So I need muscle. I need this guy. I need a second lieutenant. And they all coalesce. Now, the issue with the show is when they do cut to um, the Mandalorian, Pedro Pestal, it literally, like, the show, like, switch shit, um, switch gears. You already knew that the Mandalorian going to be in the show because the show ended with the music. And the next episode is just all Mandalorian. You're like this. Okay, um, shit, you know it'd be awesome if it was the Boba Fat show. That would be awesome. It's like, like, doesn't this dude have his own show? Exactly. It's like, out of here. Like, he pulled a whole ad teacher from, he pulled, you watched Abbott Elementary? No. You need to watch it. He pulled the principal from Abbott Elementary. And what that means is, this lady on the show, every scene she's in, she kills it. Like, it's their show, but it's her scene. So when um, the Mandalorian popped up on the show, it like, oh shit, my bad. Oh fuck, um, Book of Bubble who? Like, oh, where's Grogu? <laughs> oh shit, where's um, Baby Yoda? Like, oh yeah, I, Luke Skywalker. Where, what's going on, Bokasan? Like, hey, um, Book of Bubble. Yeah, I understand that, but I saw Mandalorian. I got a lot of questions that I want to ask him. So the man, so like literally for like two episodes, you're like, hey, um, the Bubble Fat show is now taken over by um, Pedro Pascal. And to be fair. But what you need to do at the end of the day is you need to watch it all because Mandalorian, Book of Boba, then as you know, old girl got fucking canceled for saying boobot beep, what the fuck she deserves. What, what the fuck she deserves. And then they're doing um the Sokatana show. It's all leading to one thing, one thing only. Motherfucking Thrawn. When we get Thrawn, I'm happy. You know Thrawn? Oh. Thrawn's like, I don't call him Thanos, but he's like a Thanos, like Okay. Thrawn's fucking dope as shit. He's like, hey, man, am I a bad guy? 
yes, I do work for the Empire, but I do believe in the greater good. And with the greater good, my people, um, the Empire is the bigger dog in the block. My people need protection from the bigger dog in the block. So I work with the bigger dog in the block to protect my people. But don't get it fucking twisted. The second my people need me, I will drop the bigger dog in the block. And that's Thrawn. Sounds badass. I agree. I agree. All part of, they're really stealing a lot of pages out of the Marvel book. Um, like the greater cinematic universe overlap. Hey, Disney said this. Like, I mean, they're stealing a page out of Marvel's book, but don't forget, at the end of the day, it's all the House of Mouse. Yeah. Like, it's their book. Whatever the fuck. Yo, the book of Disney. Book of Disney. The book of Disney. And <laughs> Mickey Mouse comes in. Yes. Yet they're like, hey, Disney was like, a, a oh, <laughs> oh, give me that dark saber. Oh, <laughs> like, Disney was like acquiring company before we thought it was cool. Like, Pixar wasn't Disney. Oh, yeah. They were doing their own thing. And then they bought um Marvel for like, they bought Marvel for like four, no, no, they bought Star Wars. For $4 billion. And they been, 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 been made their nut. And I think they finally got their, their act together and they're slowly, you know, incorporating the extended universe. That's right. Nerd shit. Mm-hmm. Nerd shit. Speaking Nerd. of extended universe, Peacemaker. Because he, Yo. you know, he's built out from the yeah the Suicide Squad. Legend has been in the Harley Quinn show. Ooh. With Margot Robbie? Yes. Fuck yeah. You know what? Fuck yeah. Like, in terms of perfect casting, Margot Robbie as um, Harley Quinn. Fuck yeah. She's out there with um, Margot Downey Jr. as Iron Man. But Peacemaker, I I never was really a John Cena fan. I fuck John Cena. I always saw him like, oh, he's the white guy rock. And then he did, um, what's the movie with Amy Schumer? That, uh, Trainwreck? Trainwreck. And then he did Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. I'm like, no, John been taking some acting classes. Yeah. And, you know, he, uh, he's kind of corny. Yeah. And that lends itself super well to it, Peacemaker. No shit. Like, they've just figured out this way to make him so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And we forgot to mention, like, yeah, John Cena pretty fucking awesome. But that James Gunn, this is his baby. At Dude, the end of the day. Yeah. So, I mean. It's got, like, some of the fun of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And, like, you know? when, and like when you think about um, the Suicide Squad, he got, he had, um, like, the vast majority of people that came from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that movie. You know, he had, he had Ildris. He had, um, I'm not going to do this. But point blank period is he took a lot of characters from um, Disney over to his universe, and that made everything familiarized in the first place. But I'm looking forward to Guards of Galaxy Part Three. Yeah, I think we're finally going to get um, Adam Warlock. They've been talking about that bad boy for some time now. He's another big bad. No, nah, uh, no, like Adam Warlock. I don't know about Adam Warlock. I just know that he's like pivotal. Like, that's one of those. Like, he's supposed, he's supposed to be a part of um, Thanos and Fanny um, and Gauntlet storyline, but blah, 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 blah. 
blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Deeper, deeper, deeper nerd shit that I don't even know about. So that's where he's coming from. But once I get that movie, I think I'll be satisfied. But I heard legend has it that you got a psychic reading. I did. And it scared the fuck out of me. Please tell. I've always been a super skeptic. I remember my mom went and got a psychic reading uh, like years ago. And the psychic, like, basically predicted my sister. Mm-hmm. At the time, my parents were trying to have a third kid. They wanted a, a girl. And the psychic was like, yeah, you're going to have a little girl. And, like, this is what she's going to be like. And she took that to heart. And she, like, tells that story all the time. She's like, yeah, I believe in, like, psychic readings, that there's, you know, something to it. And I historically have roasted her for it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man... I'm calling bullshit. Like, I would go to a psychic and tell him straight up, like, this is all, you're just good at reading people. Like, this is all a farce. Yeah. All. But, yeah, I had, like, a surprise psychic reading kind of find me. And mm. I keep saying this, like, the crystal people keep finding me. I'm wearing a, a crystal right now. Yes. And, you know, uh, a lot of times people, like, come up and, and talk about it, like, oh, you charge of the crystals and i'm like yeah you know i just like it i was like flirting with it but mm-hmm. not fully ready to like believe in a lot of the the mysticism behind it uh-huh. but a couple weeks ago i was you know having a a crisis as one does i was super stoned <laughs> trying to fall asleep and just like anxiety was setting in uh-huh. i was like oh like what am i doing with my life all this and that like i need I need like direction and to just like, I need a plan. I need to just, you know, dedicate time and like stick to a grind. Mm -hmm. And I was having these thoughts and I came home the next day and uh, a friend of a friend was over and she was just asking like really introspective questions. Like, do you believe there's any like chaos in the universe? Mm. And we were smoking weed. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. She's like, I don't believe there's any chaos. So we're kind of having like this deep conversation where I'm like, yeah, I could, I could get behind that idea. It's like, what is chaos, but like random happenings. Mm-hmm. But if you can explain and give context to any random happening, then there wasn't actually chaos. There was causation to it. So we're kind of having these like weird, like theoretical conversations over a joint. Mm-hmm. And she starts telling me more about like, it's like, uh, like witchcraft. And ooh. yeah, that I was like, Ooh, I had the same reaction. I was like, that's interesting. This is a weird, like, segue. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is hitting right now. Yeah. And she was getting into it. And at the time, I was trying to get Super Bowl tickets. I entered into a, a lottery. <laughs> so I'm making a joke out of it. I'm like, oh, so, like, what do we have to do to get these Super Bowl tickets? Like, what kind of, do we have to, like, do candle work? Like, I'm fine sacrificing something. Uh, I, I, I've seen Hereditary. I know how this works. Yeah. And, uh... But no, she, you know, she really broke it down as more of like a, a school of thought and a way to train your mind. It sounded a lot like meditation mm-hmm. and it's like guided thinking and like really taking your goals and putting them into a context that you can always just be thinking of how to achieve them. And, you know, I was like, I've flirted with Buddhism before. I grew up Catholic, but like, nah, mm-hmm. not anymore. No, I know. I most people I know grow Catholic. So yeah, I grew Catholic and now I'm here. Yeah. So yeah, I've like flirted with the with different like uh, spiritual beliefs and whatnot, mm-hmm. but 
the weird shit that started coming out of it is so she she wanted to do the psychic reading mm-hmm. and I was game for it. I was like, yeah, sure. And she pulls these cards out. She's like, have you ever worked with cards before? Oh, she, she bought tarot's? No, just regular old playing cards. Okay. But earlier in the night, I was cleaning my room. Mm-hmm. I had like, my room was dirty as fuck. It smelled bad. I had some Palo Santo wood. Ah. So I just burnt it, went around the room, kind of like saging it a little bit, opened up all the windows. And I found a book of tarot cards that I bought, like little souvenir ones. Mm. And just for some reason, they were like on the floor. I hadn't used them yet. So I grabbed them, and I put them over by the Palo Santo wood. And then I went downstairs, and we smoked this joint. And she's asking me about tarot cards. Okay. And I'm like, weirdly enough, I just found some that I haven't used in, like, months. I haven't seen them in months. She's like, ah, there's no coincidences. <laughs> Yo, like, there's no try. There's only do. Oh. Ooh. Some Yoda shit right there. Sir. But so she gives me this psychic reading, and... You know, it was very much about, like, the same things that I was having this, like, crisis with the night before. She's kind of hitting on. And she's, like, have, she's bringing in, like, she's saying things that I've heard in conversation over the past couple of days. Uh-huh. And coming out of it, she's like, you know, you got to, like, tap more into, into your own mysticism. You know, like, you're Italian. Maybe you should start, like, uh honoring the pagan gods of your area you know Mm. maybe like persephone maybe get some pomegranate seeds and lay them out on in your room yeah that freaked the fuck out of me because i was like did she legit say that she legitimately said that and i have a bowl we have that pomegranate tree in our yard Uh right and in the spring it dropped these flowers that were just beautiful and they they were hard as a rock so i took all these flowers and i made a little bowl out of it i put it upon my bedside just as i thought they looked nice and she's, she's over here like, yo, you should, uh, you know, if you want to tap into it, you should make an altar to like Persephone, maybe get some pomegranate seeds and like put them out. And I was like, fuck. Now I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to like disillusion you from like this, like this revelation, but have you ever seen, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure? No. But point blank period, like Pee Wee go to a psychic and like what happened, like she stole his wallet. And like she's going through the wallet. Oh, like, it looks like you lost like your bike. Like, like you you lost something like you really care about. And he had picked up his bike and whatnot. And like, like oh, where, where should I go to Alamo? And like, it's a setup. So you ever thought that your friend perhaps may say like, yo, man, like we need Joey to change his life, right? We need to get him on this whole like hippie bandwagon. Like, like we trying to get like the crypto people trying to like, officially initiate you. And they called him like the perfect assassin. Like, yo, I heard he had this song called Pomegranate Trees. Okay, and then we, and he was telling about you know, some girl named Persephone trying to get the name to go that way. Like, maybe it was an inside job. Yeah, that, that occurred to me too. That was like, I mean, I was high as shit. So, uh-huh. like, my inhibitions were down. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, witchcraft is real. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, I'm telling the story a couple days after. And I was like, yeah, maybe she did have some insider information, like, leading into it. Yeah, because, like, that, you know? that's really, like, really specific. Like, r- like, like, yes. <laughs> She's telling me this, and I'm like, were you going through my room? She's like, no, but like I do, I did download the title, <laughs> bro. I felt like J Cole in a Nardwar. Yo, <laughs> she was like, you need some pomegranate seeds. I'm like, who told you that? Nothing, this your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> 
But where I'm left with it right now is, uh, you know, I'm not buying full tilt into it, mm-hmm. but I guess I am trying to open myself up to the universe. You know, if there are things that seem coincidental, mm. you know, I'm trying to to approach them from like maybe, you know, this is something that's supposed to happen. Be, I be more theological like, about things. Yeah, and just approaching things with an open mind. Yeah. Because I think that was, like, the biggest takeaway from it because I always thought that I would, like, call bullshit immediately uh-huh. on, like, a situation like this. And it just, like, the right things and events happened and the right things were said mm. that I was kind of like, all right, maybe there is. Maybe there's something to all this. I believe, like, there's something to everything. Um, there is rhyme and there is reason, and like, when I sit there and I'll be out and I sit next to my girlfriend, and she will like break down my my zodiac chart. You know, this is your sun, this is your moon, this is your, you know, red flowers, green balloons. You know, these are like your charms, matching delicious, and like I see rhyme and reason. Like, yo, I agree with that, and then you know we'll look into like numerology. I'm like, yo, I agree with that. And then again, at the same fucking time, we look at my goddamn um, Harry Potter chart. I agree with that as well. Or, you know, you see me, like, something about my Mari Brig. Like, I agree with that as well. Like, it's, they're not wrong. But one thing I can't do is, like, live my life by these things. I cannot say, well, well, since I'm an INJF, you know, I'm going to react this way. Or, you know, since I'm an Aries, I work, I react this way. That's no different than saying, well, since I'm since I'm drinking, I'm gonna act this way. Like yeah. know what these things are. You no, know, try to you no know, try to call bullshit. Also try to understand nuances and you no know, at the end of the day, understand yourself. You just can't I can't just use these things as I am this way, so this I am. Yeah, because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it. I feel like a lot of these like uh, schools of thought are really just meant for you to gain information about yourself. Yes. And like figure where you fit into this whole world. Mm-hmm. So you can't, if you blindly trust any of them, you're not doing what the intended purpose is. You're not like examining how like your thoughts are created. Yeah. Like my next project, um, I'm currently, you know, reading the five books on Stephen King. And then I also want to do all the big books. I'm gonna read the Bible, you know, the Quran, the Torah. For shits and gigs, at the end of the day, for shits and gigs and personal delight. I bet there's some entertaining stories. In oh my! All of them. Man. Oh my god! Like you're about to, in, like when Abraham took his son up to the mountain to be um, sacrificed. Like it sounds like dude took up like this like this eight year old boy uh, to be you know, sacrificed. It's like no, <laughs> Isaac was like thirty six when this happened. Oh shit! You didn't ask any questions. He was a grown ass man, yeah. but like when his dad led him up the mountain, <laughs> like knowing like you're Catholics, like you grew Catholic, so you will always know like dogma. So like whenever shit comes like that, I know this story, and as a dog like. He sat there and talked to a bush. <laughs> that was sub. That was sub. But then, like at one point when I was reading um, the Quran, it's just like one giant book of Revelation. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to live a good life. 
I want to die and deal with this when I grow up. <laughs> oh. That's why I think um might be a Jedi. Nah, I can't be a yeah. Jedi. Can't be a Jedi because they're pretty fucked up too. Dude, they got some shit. They're some like skeletons in their like, closet. Yeah, like the older Yo. I get, when I'm like, I was like, I'll be a Jedi. I'm like, no, they kind of like don't not condone genocide. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of like, you know what? We're against genocide. Like they're Sith. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about uh, bringing balance to the force. Yeah, yeah, but like, what does that mean? No, it just it has to be balanced. Balance to the force, like, it has to be balanced. But there's what? only like one side of the force, right? The, yeah, the our side. Got it. Mm. I like there's the anarchy belief for Tyler, um, but I really go with Buddhism. Oh, the big Lebowski. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's it's really kind of hard to go against the Buddhism. And I've yet to meet anyone who thought the dude was an asshole. Like, <laughs> but Joe, I want to say something once again. Thank you so very much for coming to the show. This is maybe one of the better of the shows, structurally speaking. Um, having someone with um, such good ears as you and being the sound man you are, and you have not torn down my show. I appreciate it because, you know, when you have friends in the industry that do things, and you want them like to appreciate your stuff, and say, yeah, I heard your shit, and I think it's pretty all right, because I listen, I literally listen for a living. Touch me right here. And I forgot to even mention this on the show at all, but this is the man that I did acid with. Yeah. <laughs> Huntington Gardens, uh, circa 2020. Yeah. Um, I just know that. Um, chaotic time. Chaotic time. You know what? Um, that's much more tame than I thought it was going to be. Um, Mushroom was definitely like an eye opening experience in every way, shape, or form. But I remember we took acid, you know, walked to the Huntington Library. And uh, we had our conversation about uh, the advent civilization, with funny water. Funny water, yeah. Um, we'll get into advent civilization with funny water but later. It's, but you know, read the book that's going to come out of it. We can't give away. Yeah, we can't. Details. But I remember when it, we were leaving. We were leaving the park, and you're driving in front of me, and I just knew it hit. I'm like, oh, I should not be driving right now. I should not be. Like, I'm good to drive, but I should not be driving. And I, I don't know if you called me or I called you, but we we're like, yo, yeah, we're both here. <laughs> it's the end right now. We need to get off the road. Got the road. Uh, Mom, uh, we like, we did it responsibly and waited for uh, the majority of the symptoms to go away. And it was a quarter mile drive. We, I don't condone uh, no. taking acid and, and driving. No, it was like literally... It was like the remnants of like being high. We were there all day. Like I, I'm putting the disclaimer. <laughs> like we're out there all day vibing, talking about philosophy and life. Meanwhile, people are looking at us like that. Yeah, those dudes are fucking high. I'm like this. Damn sure we are. And it wasn't until like we realized like we really thought like, hey, it's over. 
ain't like this. No, no, no. That tree's like this. Hey, Benji, you're like the oh shit. I'm having a conversation with a tree. That's how I know the story is yet to be over. Mm-hmm. But that's again, my great man. Thank you. Yo, and thank you for having me on the podcast, man. Always. I, this has been awesome. You're one of the people, like, I've been, like, want to have you on the podcast for, like, I've, everyone who's on the podcast, more or less, is someone I have, like, been in communication. Like, yo, I need you on the show, but rhyme or reason, the thing called life, and, you know, playing Finding Line, finally get people on the show. And, like, oh, my God. Thank you. Um, I look forward to looking at your future career in music. Um, can't wait to see you doing the soundboards. Um, would you would you be out there with a boom mic, if anything? Yeah, that's I got a boom, got the recorder, been oh shit been doing that thing. I think me and I think me and Joey gotta have a separate conversation. If you know what I mean. And um, when the album comes out, you know I'm blasting that shit, I'm bumping that shit all motherfucking day. Can you please tell me the name of the group again? It's Macho Karate. It must cry. That name of the group is that is that you? Uh, that's kind of the conversation. I'm not sure yet. Uh, because I would like to do a group and just have it be like a collective. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And what is Macho you Karate? Know, Macho Karate was a one-off conversation me and my homie Dane were having. Uh-huh. And Dane, Dane, I know. Dane, Dane, you know Dane. I know Dane. Dane and I were talking, and I was saying how I love like Steven Seagal, like bad action movies. Uh-huh. Under Siege. And just all, I was like, that whole genre of just like a dude doing like bad macho karate and running around breaking people's arms. Uh, and at the time, <laughs> he was like writing down band names. So he was like, ah, macho karate. And he wrote it down. And we never <laughs> talked about it for like months <laughs> later. And when we were pitching names after my uh, friend Frank, when I made the track, uh, we were like, what are we going to call this? We're like going through all these names. And Dane was the one who was like, how about Macho Karate? Like, I wrote it down and I was going to use it. But, like, I mean, you said it. You want to take that? I was like, yes. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Like, run with Macho Karate. Um, if you change your name to Macho Karate, um, you know what? You know what? This name is episode. I'm not going to tell the name of the episode yet. But this episode is featuring Joy, a.k.a. Macho Karate. Appreciate it, man. Fuck yeah. But where can we find you? Oh, I want to say something real quick. I am currently um ten. I'm gonna say eight days sober. As in, I'm not drinking alcohol whatsoever until I don't know. Taking it one day at a time. No reason. Um, it's, technically, it's a dry February, which I don't believe in. It's like I don't believe in, I don't I don't celebrate Black History Month because I'm black, and every day Black History like I don't need a fucking month to celebrate, nor do I need a special day to celebrate my mother. But you know my girlfriend she gets Valentine's Day, but nonetheless you know um, I'm not celebrating um, not drinking month, but I'm not drinking currently, and it is a fucking flex. It is. It's a yeah, fucking flex. I'm like kind of jealous of you saying that. It's like, feel, it's it's feels good. Not to like be walking around like I'm not alcoholic, I'm not drunk, but like I can like on a Tuesday afternoon like this. Man, that was awesome right now. A fucking beer. Yeah, I don't need that. It's a beautiful thing, man. No more hangovers. No more beer. Um, no more caffeine. I'm not drinking coffee at all. You lost me. 
And since this is going to the outro of the episode, I'm currently not really on the social medias. I'm only going to, I'm lying, I'm bringing back only one social media, which will be the Instagram page for the podcast. But other than that, I have not seen anything on anywhere. And my God, it feels fucking incredible not to be on social media. It still sucks that I know my girlfriend sends me things. So I still got to see it. Because, you know, she sent because she had my phone number. But I haven't seen anything. So, but you can find the podcast on um, Cables Hero Podcast. I believe so. Um, I Whatever the specifications that may be, I will put that in the show notes. But, Joey, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Tito, I think it is now. All Instagram right. canned my account, by the way, too. Bash I would it. like to just say... Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. If I fuck Mark. ever see him out, fuck Marty. Beat his robot ass. Fuck Marty. Fuck that, man. I don't know why. No. It, one day I tried logging into my Instagram uh, and they were like, you broke community guidelines. Your that, Instagram's gone. That what, meta son of a bitch. What did I do? You know what? But yeah, Marky Mark gonna pay for this shit. Instagram Joey Tito, Instagram Macho Karate. I'm on TikTok too. Joey Sestito 4. Like Do me that. a favor, send me all that shit so I can put in the show notes so people can know where to find you. For sure. Well, as always, um, this has been Cables Heroes, and I'm going to play the outro music now. Go. Pleasant days. Long nights.